Welcome to the Pinning Combination Podcast, uh, holiday edition. As you see, uh, Brixie, you got the, uh, the Santa hat on, and you had the Peanuts theme playing before we got started. So, you uh, you in the holiday mood right now? I am. And, you know, I don't really have an ugly sweater, but my, my, my wife thinks this is an ugly T-shirt. And it's <laughs> actually a, a T-shirt from Southeast Polk. Red Owens Invitational that I attended for many years, and Red was, was my friend, and uh, and so I I purchased and the, the his son gave me a, a few of them when we were going there. So uh, very appreciative and Miss Red, but you know here it is holiday time. It's the best I could do for holiday. <laughs> awesome! Shoot, we should have coordinated. I have uh, an old uh, Nightmare Before Christmas oh, yeah. uh, shirt from the independence tournament that they used to have and uh it happened to be the one year where weather uh wiped out a bunch of teams from coming so they ended up uh kind of the teams that were still able to travel and get there uh showed up and we had some really cool duels between i think waverly and don bosco and independence uh um city high might even <clears throat> made the trip for that so i remember that, that yeah. yep so we should have coordinated we didn't i didn't think about it this was kind of the last minute thing the hat actually is underneath the tree and i ran and got it real quick and you know thought well, i'll throw this shirt on so sorry about that yeah oh that's all right and actually this would have been a perfect time to wear it because uh i think now that was years ago so now the shirt would only come to about right here so i could crop it without uh having to to uh show my belly on uh the uh the podcast and discuss some of our viewers but uh anyway uh we'll uh we'll kind of go over this weekend's uh uh competition stuff we'll start with uh the college edition uh finals are done for for those uh, student athletes and you know, we, we saw him take the mat again after, uh, you know, about a week uh, or so break. Uh, let's, let's start with, uh, I know the collegiate duels is a big thing, but but let's start with the, the duel in Humboldt. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I really like that, uh, I, I really like that situation. Uh, you know, it was a year in the making, really. Uh, you know, it was scheduled for last year. Um, but uh, when the Big Ten kind of nixed the uh, non-conference schedule, uh, kept Purdue and Iowa State from from doing this. But uh, you know, uh, Humboldt welcomed Kevin Dresser and Tony Ursland back to the gym, and I thought it was interesting that uh, Kevin Dresser said the gym hadn't changed a bit. But to have two D1 programs battle it out there in a pretty good duel, uh, uh, that was. That was pretty neat. Right. Top 15 duel between the two teams. Uh, I think Iowa State was ranked 13th and Purdue 15th. And and as you had said in the last iPod and many times in between then and now, uh, uh, two Division I coaches from, I think we said that uh, Humboldt was 4,000 maybe, was it? And uh, Yeah, about 4,700, yep. 4,700. Very, very impressive to have, first of all, two coaches and then just a neat deal. Uh, from what I understand, when the tickets went on sale, they were sold out within an hour. Of it. I, I think I read somewhere. So that's pretty cool. You know, this is a little bit of a tangent. Um, but, you know, speaking of the population, I kind of looked. And, and, of course, as much uh, credibility as you can have with Google and Wikipedia and stuff, you know. I, I found it interesting with some of the smaller towns kind of shrinking. Uh, Dresser was a state champ in Humboldt in 1980 and 81. The population there was 4,700. You know, uh, 40 years, 42 years later, uh, 4,700. So that I thought that was kind of interesting that, you know, they've, they've kind of had their ups and downs a little bit, but they've really kind of been – in the same thing, they've been pretty consistent and steady for population. You don't see that for uh, some of the smaller uh, uh, towns anymore. 
Right, you're right. There's a lot of consolidation between then and now, and it's mm -hmm. good to see that they're holding steady. And you know that that is interesting. So the gym hasn't changed, and neither has the population size. Yeah, right. So uh, a lot of consistency there. But uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Coach Dresser uh, mentioned Chad Beeman actually had uh, uh, kind of a lot to do with setting this duel up, and uh, sounds like he reached out to Tony Ursland and. Uh, got that secured, and and then uh, uh, Iowa State was on board, obviously. And so kudos to, to Chad Beeman to, to kind of bring them in. Yeah, to have the foresight and then and then to follow through with it. That, I mean, he's busy himself, probably. So uh, that's pretty cool. And uh, the, the wrestling didn't disappoint either. I think there were some good matches. That's right. And it was kind of a ebb and flow a little bit. Uh, Purdue got out to a, a big lead won like the first three bouts, but uh, then Iowa State, you know, uh, won six of the last uh, seven, 149 and 157. I know, uh, you know, they won the last four in a row that, that really uh, took control, but I think two of the matches that really stand out, Jarrett Dagan uh, getting the nod at 149 and, and winning uh, by tenth ball, I believe, and then obviously uh, David Carr with his pin of Kendall Coleman, you know, and and he was up big seven one at the time of the the pin too, so it wasn't just catching somebody. He dominated a top ten uh, opponent, right? And then uh, um, you know, it's it, it's interesting because. We know what Carr is capable of. We've seen that. And he just keeps getting better. You know, he was a national champ last year. And, you know, I know it's early and he seems to have been somewhat untested yet. <laughs> but he's wrestled some ranked wrestlers. But he's just mm -hmm. on a roll. And that, and that, to me, I see that with a lot of uh, – a couple of other guys on the team as well. Dakin, if he can get rolling, we know how good he can be. He's an All-American, right. maybe even a couple times. You know, he's got that length. He stands a foot ahead above everyone else at, at, uh, at that weight. So he's got the tools, and it's, he's going to be a dangerous wrestler with that length. And then I think you're seeing Joel Devine at 174 starting to, to make a presence there. You know, he beat, beat the number one ranked, or 21st-ranked kid uh, at that weight. Mm -hmm. And then also Marcus Coleman. Here's, here's my little saying. I think he needs to adopt this. Marcus Coleman is rolling. <laughs> <laughs> For so, sure. But anyway, he beat uh, beat uh, number twenty, and we'll talk about this. But uh, uh, you know, familiar face with us, the, the twenty number twenty ranked wrestler from Purdue. Yeah, and and you can't go without mentioning uh, you know younger Bastida. Oh, I uh, <laughs> you know uh, he uh, he beat uh, the tenth ranked uh, Thomas Panola Pino uh, <clears throat> uh, three takedowns. You know, it uh, sounded like uh, he actually was able to put a pretty good ride. If he starts putting mat wrestling and, you know, uh, kind of figuring out the folk style intricacies um, to go along with his athleticism and, and freestyle technique, he's going to be dangerous. And I think this is, you know, we've seen him beat two top 10 uh, guys now with Jacob Warner and uh, Panola. Um that's uh that's a huge uh um addition for uh the cyclones right you know and and uh of course i forgot to mention younger younger as well but with, with the, you know iowa state's got got it rolling and, and i'm telling you look out for this team they're they're uh you know maybe iowa was lucky and caught them a little bit early uh and, you know might have pulled an upset there um mm -hmm. in that duel uh, so, you know, as, as the season goes on, I see Iowa State getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, uh, I think they're 13th in the rankings, but this is a team right now, you know, uh, they they very well could crack the top 10, especially with the way uh, some of those upper weights are, are wrestling. Um, you know, Dagan stays healthy. You know, I'm not sure exactly what's going to end up with Ian Parker, um, you know, and if it's even a possibility he could get back down to 141. Um, but this is a team that uh, could return to the top 10 
you know, things keep progressing. Right. And you also have Zach Redding in the mix there at 141 as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, Parker's, you know, if he can get there, he's the guy, I would think. But, you know, maybe Redding. And then they did wrestle without uh, Tarakina at 25. Um, though it's a pretty able replacement in there. So, you know, I don't know what will happen there if Tarakina's even the guy. But, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so that still remains to be seen. But he's had a, Tarakina's had a pretty darn good uh, first half of the season as well. So, Anyway. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's just really neat uh, to see that type of competition, to, to have it, you know, the high school was packed. Dresser talked about how, you know, he used to be uh, the little kid up in the balcony watching uh, other wrestlers uh, compete. Now, you know, he's bringing guys in, those uh, young kids to, to kind of watch and and then probably emulate the future. Um, really neat. And, you know, uh, I was talking to Mark Dukes and Scott Unash on KGYM earlier this week, uh, and, and they both said they'd like to see that occur more often. Would you? Are you in, in the same boat? Well, I, I think you also mentioned that Iowa used to do it to kind of reach out to their boosters or to to – I, I, I might recall if it was Iowa or one of the schools that did it with their seniors, kind of went to the, some of their seniors um, that had been with, you know, with the oh, really? four years in, into their high schools. So I'm, maybe I'm free, uh, forgetting that, but it has been done before. I don't see Iowa doing it anymore because their, their fan base, you know, they pack Carver and no high school could do that. So to go to a high school, even to go to the army, <laughs> which you know, doesn't go into their, their pockets, but, but, uh, right. you know, to, to take a date away from themselves to do that, that's, you know, when coach said that, you know, two, two weeks ago or whenever it was, uh, you know, he's actually given up a bunch of it if he's given up a home, home duel to do that. So that's true. That's true. So, yeah, it's it, it's a neat deal. Maybe once, uh, you know, every few years, maybe it's probably just not real. Probably just not realistic, like you said, taking away home duel and revenue and and stuff away um it, it just doesn't kind of fit with uh uh things this you know the way athletics are right now to to do it every year and something like this once a, you know once in a while uh isn't isn't bad right and that's yeah. that's why hats off to iowa state because i i know they're giving away you know you know uh, revenue from their from their uh, attendance and and so but they, you know, it's worth it. It was, it was unique. It was unique. And uh, you see some of these things going around the country. Uh, was it, what's the school out in California that wrestled Fresno State? Was it on the battleship or whatever the deck of the yep. battleship? I think battleship. Fresno State in Illinois. It, it, right. And then uh, I think the Citadel wrestles inside their, their uh, in outdoors, but inside their, their building that has balconies around. And that's pretty cool. I, I've seen that before. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a, it's a neat setting, but you know they don't have the the draw that some of the big schools do, so uh, they can sure. do that. But you know that's kind of neat that they're doing different things. Yeah, and speaking of different things, this season, uh, you know, in February, the uh, battle at the ballpark or or whatever clever name that they've uh, come up with, um, with Iowa and Oklahoma State, in addition to uh, uh, U.S. Swing, and I think Iran is is gonna. Uh, uh, participate their uh, kind of simultaneous duels there in Arlington, Texas. So uh, that'll be something to, to look forward to. And this one was kind of out of necessity, but but it's kind of the reverse. You and I holds their home duels inside the, the uh, West Gym. Well, the West Gym is getting dated. It's very old. And evidently, it's not up to standard with some of the uh, disability things. And so they're having to move to to the uh, McLeod Center, I believe. So uh, we, this may be the last year or half year or something like that, uh, wrestling in the in the West Gym, which is sad because that's that's one of the best places to wrestle. I mean, they held the national tournament there back in the fifties, I believe. So that's that's right, that's right. And uh, Doug Schwab kind of made mention of that at Media Day that there are certain places that people recall or, or talk about going to compete. You know, and obviously Carver's one of them. 
But the West Gym is also one of those uh, places. And I tell you what, if you've ever, if you haven't been to West Gym for a duel, uh, it's it's something else. I uh, I still remember. Uh, uh, I think it was a Cornell duel that they had, and it was so hot. I mean, it was packed, and that place had to have been about uh, 110 degrees. Um, you know opening the doors to the outside just to get some cool air in. Right. Um, but, you know, it's funny how that, uh, that, that makes an impact uh, in some of those matches, just that uh, the uh, intimacy with the fans being so close, uh, the, you know, just the building in general. And then, you know, it, it becomes kind of, kind of an oven. And I've got to enjoy that firsthand as a competitor. Uh, as a freshman and true freshman in college, um, and then later on, again, first year was against Cal Cal Poly with uh, Cal Bakersfield, one of the Cal schools. There was a defending Division II champ and had beaten you and I the year before. I was a freshman. I didn't want to know who I was wrestling. And kind of a quick story here. And uh, I I went out and I didn't look at any of the advance notice articles or anything like that and coach had the lineup posted on the, the bulletin board i always walked around on the other side of the room so i didn't have go ahead at it. and uh so then i went out and wrestled and i got ooh, thrown to my back right away bridged off battled back lost by a point or two and i and there's just a packed house there's not a seat in the house and back then i'm not sure the fire marshal had anything to do with it because it, it was crowded and the crowd was going nuts and uh and i came off the mat i lost and they're applauding and cheering me and coach Patton says, Briggsy had made a lot of fans today. And I went, why? I lost. And then I was all mad. And and uh, later on the next day, I looked and it was a defending national champ I was wrestling. So probably a good thing. Oh, I, really? I would have got pinned. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that was fun. That that crowd you're talking about, oh, man, that can light you up. You know, back when Kentucky had uh, a program, they came in and it was just packed. And that was a Fletcher car. So that would have been Nate's uh, uncle, I believe. Uh, sorry, Nate, Nate's brother and and uh, uh, so uh, or I'm, I'm not quite sure of the relationship there, but uh, definitely a, a relative with the Carr family there, and, and he is very intimidating. But there was another big, you know, big ruckus. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty cool. That, that's pretty cool. We've seen uh, a lot of a lot of duels there. Uh, definitely a, a great atmosphere. Something that'll be hard to replicate in the McLeod Center, but you know. Uh, you know, hopefully they'll get uh, uh, people to, uh, you know, there as well to, to kind of get things fired up behind the, the Panthers. And if anybody can get the crowd uh, rolling in, it'll Schwab. So, yeah. you know, uh, speaking of you and I, um, Iowa and you and I went down to uh, Florida for the collegiate duels. Um you know, this is a, a different format. I I kind of wondered at first if it would be if, if this might be a precursor to the return of a national dual championships. Uh, talking to Tom Brands on Thursday, it sounded like yeah, that's that's not the case. Uh, he even said that when they called it a national dual tournament uh, at the start. They backed out and said, yeah, we don't want to be a part of that. And then they changed it to the collegiate duels uh, hosted by or presented by uh, Journeyman Rustling. Um, but, uh, you know, it, I, I think it was a pretty neat, pretty neat event. I mean, I think, uh, uh, you know, there are definitely some exciting duels. Um, so some really good matchups. And, and overall, I, I think it was pretty entertaining. Right. I think the format was perfect because I don't think Iowa or and or Penn State would have agreed to do it if they were going to wrestle each other there. But because they had split pools and the pools never crossed over, it allowed them to compete next to each other in the same arena. And uh, mm -hmm. and uh, and you know what? There are some high power teams there. I mean, there's um, was there so 12 is there six teams there? Let's see. Yeah, six teams. And then, uh, and then, uh, so there wasn't a, those must have been eight. How many were there? Okay, Jim. There, there are 12 total, but six in each pool. Right. And so, 
And so, you know, they didn't cross over, but you and I, boy, we, we're kind of starting with you and I, so I'll say that. They got a tough, tough group there. Jeez. So they, in, within their pool of six, they had, or the three that they did the round robin with, they had, they had to wrestle, uh, let's see, um, Penn State and Cornell. Yeah. <laughs> Top 10 teams are close to it if they're not. And uh, wow. So, you know, that was, that was tough, but, you know, they went in and battled and did a nice job. And then, uh, and then they, depending on how they finished, they, they crossed over in the other half of their pool and wrestled, ended up wrestling Hofstra, whom they, they handled pretty good. So uh, you and I, you know, it was in there battling, uh, but yeah, those teams are pretty tough, especially Penn State and Cornell. Yeah. Um, you know, especially for not having their, uh, their full lineup there. Um, some, some really good uh, performances. You know, uh, Parker Keckheisen, obviously, uh, he's kind of the leader, and he went two and one. He went three two with Aaron Brooks. Um, that was a match that uh, Keckheisen was was in. You know, really had an opportunity. It sounded like he kind of chased Aaron Brooks around the mat a little bit in the third period. Um, you know, so so even though. You know, I know that they're not into moral victories and stuff, but boy, I, I think uh, Kekheisen really showed that, um, you know, that's a, that's a match you can win, and you've got to mention him when it comes to title contenders, uh, you know, if things keep well for him and, and March comes around. Absolutely, and I get the feeling Kekheisen is not a moral victory guy either. He's just one yeah. that wants to go out and win. I mean, that's just – when he goes out on the mat, he goes out to wrestle. And a 3-2 match is kind of surprising. It's a, that low scoring, but I get it with those two high-quality wrestlers. And and I'm guessing there was some a lot of attempts and that sort of thing, and and I didn't see the match, but but uh, you know, I'm not surprised. And, and uh, he, you know – just, it might help his teammates and maybe even his coaches better than it will help him. Cause I, I get the feeling he already believed he could win and he went out there to, to make sure that got done. And, and, uh, but now his teammates can see that and go, Holy, so he's so close. I can get there. I can do that. And I want to be, you know, that's compete with Park, Parker as being the best on the team. That's that competitiveness within the room you like to see. And the coaches now can, you know, it gives them added motivation to keep driving towards that. So. Yeah, uh, one of the additions back to the the UNI lineup too was Austin Yant. Uh, he went two and one, uh, lost a, a close one to uh, Cornell. Um, you know, I mean that's a that's a nice uh, uh, return for for him at uh, one sixty five. Um, you know the the one let's see just just kind of going over a couple things. Kale Happel, uh, I believe he went two and one. Um, you know, had a 10-4 win against Hofstra, uh, one against uh, Cornell. Of course, uh, faced Nick Lee from, from Penn State, you know, returning national champ. Um, but he looked good and and uh, I believe Sunday or no Tuesday uh, was his birthday where he got that win over Hofstra. So, uh, Good showing for uh, uh, Happel overall. Yeah, he's coming. We know, you know, we got to watch him in, in high school, obviously being so close, and and knew he was he was capable. I, I'm kind of, I, I mean, good for him for venturing away from where his older brother went and following kind of his footsteps or whatever. So he's making a path of his own and and uh, going the UNI route. And you know, I applaud him for doing that, and hopefully he can really have a, a great career. Um. It, one thing that also kind of stands out, um, Brody Teske didn't wrestle on the Hofstra duel. Uh, went one and one. Costa um, Vito uh, from Cornell in the first match bounced back and, and won uh, in the Penn State duel, but then didn't wrestle. Was this uh, maybe just giving him a, a rest or a break, or do you think this is a maybe a concern for you and I fans that he didn't wrestle in that final duel. When I, when I read that, it was, it was concern for me because I, I don't know why you would wrestle him and give him a, give the other team a forfeit. 
unless something was wrong there. Um, mm -hmm. So I didn't I didn't read that at all that it was would be a rest or something like that. I read that there's issues, but you know there's issues on every team right now. It's been a, you know a, you know that first half and I've always said the college season is so long, but you know there's you know there's teams all over the place that are, are beat up and we're going to talk about a few today for sure and and you know starts there uh, when we were talking about Iowa State you know we you know like we put, we talked about Redding and Terakina and and uh, Parker so who knows mm -hmm. what's going on there Iowa now or uh, you and I now with with uh, you know with, with that issue so um, and you know they're getting some back plus uh, I'm not sure is 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 Isley out or is he getting is uh, Gordon the man now or whatever I don't know at heavyweight also so. yeah that that's something that, uh, we're going to keep track on and of course Gordon uh you know Gordon kind of kind of held his own had a win over number 20 uh Zachary Knight and Ward from Hofstra um you know we talked last week about how he was looking better um at the upper weight so uh yeah it'll I'm not exactly sure uh uh, what the situation is there between Isley and, and Gordon and and uh, when and if Isley uh, will be back. Um, one of the, you know, kind of kind of look at 149 a little bit uh, for, you know, Real Buto, um, Tristan Lara. Um, you know, I think that's going to be a pretty good competition um kind of going forward but i think right now maybe real buto is uh is kind of maybe taking a quick step in front my word my word was he's starting to emerge okay so that and i don't know if that's right or not but you know he's starting to emerge in, in that spot so i think yeah i agree with you on that and, and uh not a comp not a competition within the room, but Pat Schoenfelder at 74 is also starting to, I think he's starting to, to emerge a little bit on the scene too. So um, those two, I had my eye on also, KJ. I would, I would agree. Uh, I think he, I think he went two and one. I think so too. As well, maybe. Um, so uh, yeah, good showing. It's, you know, uh, you and I went beat Hofstra 33 to nine. Um Lost the two earlier ones to uh, uh, Cornell, who's ranked 11th, and Penn State ranked number two. Penn State ended up winning the the uh, blue pool, and I believe beat Arizona State uh, in the in the championship duel. Uh, in the red pool, Iowa went three and zero, and and the big news coming out of that uh, has to be uh, the fact that Spencer Lee uh, wrestled all three matches um, for them. Right. And we're, you know, um, thank goodness in that, in that third match. But uh, yeah, not only Spencer, obviously that's what all eyes are on around the country, you know, as being the, you know, that maybe the, no, no, maybe the last two years, the, the, uh, the elite wrestler in the, in the nation. Uh, of course he shared that with, uh, with uh, Gable Stevenson last year, but, but, uh, you know, with him out and how he won his nationals and then announcement right after that he did it without any meniscus or whatever, ligaments or, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, anyway, um, and, uh, so, you know, it, everyone is anxious to see him on, uh, you know, also Abasad Russell uh, joined the, the lineup for the first time. And we're, we're still wondering about 174. However, Nelson did an admirable job for sure, but, but, uh, mm -hmm. where's camera so, um, he might have a little bit, obviously has a little bit further to go before he's on the map. Yeah. You know, the, the one thing about uh, Lee, um, I thought maybe, you know, once, once he showed, you know, it was on the probable lineup that he was going to go down there. Um, I thought maybe you get one match in, you know, maybe split it with uh, a bar just because, you know, it's the first time in, you know, you don't want to, you know, risk anything. But he wrestled all three, including two against ranked wrestlers. Um, you know, I think outscored them 31 to 1, you know. Um, beat uh, uh, Camacho, Jacob Camacho from uh, NC State. 
Um, and like you said, needed to because they, they kind of eked out a win 1915 uh, over NC State to win the Red Pool uh, on Tuesday. But, uh, you know, I, I think uh, it was a good sign that uh, not only did you wrestle all three, but, you know, wrestled well against two, uh, two or three ranked guys. Right. Wrestle all three and go the distance. At yeah. least one of them for sure. And then, uh, and then, uh, you know, so a lot of times, you know, the last couple of years we'd see Spencer go out there and not hardly get into the second period before it's a tech fall or fall. And right. uh, so, you know, obviously they want at that time, they want team points, but, but on the brighter side of that, the positive side is you just got to see him go the distance in his first weekend back. And uh, you know, that's, that's a good thing. You know, he's got the conditioning or whatever. So um and he was able to handle it, so that's good. Yeah, and to see Assad take the uh, the mat, I know he lost uh, against NC State with uh, you know Hidley, of course. That's a quality, uh opponent, but he opened up with uh, a pin and a major. Uh, you know, Lee had a, a tack and a, a pin on Monday, or I'm sorry, tack and major on Monday for Lee, but Assad with a pin and uh, uh, a major um, in his first two matches back. You know, I, I guess that was one where I thought, uh, you know, we probably would keep seeing Miles, but, you know, Assad looked good, uh, you know, especially that first day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, agreed. And obviously when you're wrestling, it was Trent Hidley, Hidley that, you know, I, that Hidley family, family has proven they're the real deal. They're so good. And uh, I think it was a pretty close match, wasn't it? Four to one, maybe, if I remember right. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, so he's right in there with him. Um, and uh, Hitley, I think, is, is maybe, did you say third or fourth, maybe, ranked? So uh, that's a good showing for him, even, even in a loss. No moral victories, right? But it's still a good showing. Right. It wasn't a thumping, and, you know, it's his first time back on the mat. So, uh, you know, all in all, he can go home and get back in the room and feel pretty good about the weekend, I think. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned uh, Kemmerer. He made the trip down. He weighed in. I believe he weighed in at Iowa State as well. So, obviously, they're wanting him to to kind of go through the routine, even though he hasn't been wrestling. And uh, Nelson Brand's got all three matches uh, this weekend. But um, I bet we're probably getting closer and closer to, to him getting there since we're having him weigh in. and. You know, it would, to, it would appear that's the case. Uh, speaking of the championship duel uh, between them and NC State, I think a lot of people were, you know, at least they were asking me about Iowa, Missouri, Iowa, Missouri. And I'm like, um, you know, NC State's a pretty, pretty salty team. I'm, I'm not sure why people were putting Missouri in, in front of them, but uh, I tell you what. But they uh, they were darn close to to winning that duel. Um, you know, uh, uh, Jacob Warner, Tony Cassiope with two decisions to close that out. Warner scoring a takedown in the final minute um, and winning three two that set up Cassiope to to ice things. Uh, you know, and win the final uh, match. But um, that was a heck of a duel between the two teams and. Yeah. You know, could have gone could have gone the other way real easily well let's talk about that <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> yes it could have it was you know um ironman let's go right right there it, ironman had a couple of real close matches um against very good opponents you know even in the central michigan match he won 13 to 12 and was down quite a bit uh yeah come back and win that in the first period they, they came they combined for 20, 20 some points in the first period yeah that was crazy yeah and and uh and so you know kudos for him for winning and uh you know but you know he's shown that a couple of times in the past gotten down and then be able to come back or not be able to come back you know on a uh i oh no i guess i was thinking the national finals but that one went into that going to overtime, overtime. Yeah, that was overtime, wasn't it? Yeah. And anyway, so, um, and then 
at the end of the NC State, by the way, kudos to you for calling that because I heard you, you know, you, you, you knew that they were probably going to be the team and you, you used discretion when you were saying that on, on the, uh, the gym class. So good for you. Yeah, but, it's going to be nice. But, but uh, Ironman, uh, at the end of the match, uh, as I understand, that his, his opponent is a freshman. Is that right? And uh-huh. he had a high bridge, you know, kind of, Ironman was in the crab ride sort of position, did a high bridge, reach up and grab the head and, you know, appeared to have the, the back close. And you know what? The referee was right there looking. So, if, I mean, he had a great view. If he didn't call it, it wasn't there. And uh, anyone could say whatever they want. You know, there's a lot of people down in, in North Carolina and, and they're you know, fans of that team saying, oh, he's been, he's been. But you know what? That ref was right on the spot and looking. And, you know, if, uh, if, it if Paul was there, I'm sure he would have called it. So, um, but it was close. I have to admit that. <laughs> well, looking at some of the videos and, and, and stuff, did you, think it was a, did you think it was a pin? Would you have called it if you were officiating? From the angle, I only saw one angle, and it was not real close. So, again, I can't really make a judgment. I have to trust the official. Um, so I, I don't really have a I, – I, if it was there, I would call it. I mean, yeah. But if it's not there, uh-uh. So, you know, and, and they, had, they had a good group of officials there. I mean, this was, these weren't, you know, guys that they were, you know, pulling in from, uh, you know. Iowa. Iowans. <laughs> <laughs> Iowans. Right, right. This was a group. I, you recognize a lot of them with, with their work at the national tournament stuff. So they had a good crew there. The one thing, this is a pet peeve of mine a little bit, and I'll even harken back to uh, a semifinal between Mike Evans and, and Chris Perry, where people use still frames, still frame photos to try to prove their point about pins and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you got to understand a lot of times those photos are being taken like multiple frames per second. Right. You know, with, uh, uh, you know, uh, sports, I, I don't know the technical term for, for photography, but you know, I know they have the, the automatic, uh, shutter and you're taking multiple frames per, per second. Yeah. You're going to find a, a millisecond where their shoulders are flat and you save that, throw it out there and go, look. But like you said, in real time, you know, it's gotta be a full second, right? That they're, that they're there. And before you call it and, you know, to be honest, if I was an official, you know, I, I'd probably even give a little more lean, lean, leniency, you know, second and a half two seconds just to make sure okay this is a neutral pin you know uh i think a lot of people did that when evans uh rustled prairie and thought they had a neutral fall showed that still frame photo and now they're doing it with ironman and nc state and it's like okay you you can you can stop your video at the very point you want and freeze it right there and and uh yeah Exactly, you know. Right. Yeah. And kudos to the official. Um, he was right. He was right that he was right on top of it. Right. You know, I I mean, he had the best best look of a of anybody. I mean, it's not like he was out of position or anything. So you got to give kudos to him. And right. you know, and regardless of whether it was pinned or not, you know, you got to deal with the call. And there was no pin, but. The, the one that I remember with, with freezing uh, was years ago with uh, it was Oliver and was it uh, Tony Ramos maybe in the national finals and oh Steber Steber and Oliver oh yeah sorry yeah Steber and Oliver right and oh. uh, you know and it's like I thought personally I thought Oliver won it so you know I kind of agreed with or disagreed with the call but but uh, people were putting it you know freezing it there so I you know, d- definitely understand that. No. <laughs> um, you know, uh, the the field was great. I I wonder how they'll try to evolve this. Um, you know, it, it should mention that Iowa did uh, uh, beat Central Michigan 
um, and uh, Lehigh um, the first day uh, swept uh, Central Michigan 44-0, uh, 1-8-10 against Lehigh, 1-18-20 total matches uh, uh, in the first two duels as well. But um, you wonder how this could, because it seems like it was well-received, um, okay, KJ, before we get off of Iowa, I, 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 I'm bringing this up because I've got a lot of people are, are wondering about it. Um, and I think there's reason for concern and not alarm, but reason for concern. And I'm speaking with, with uh, um, Muren and Young. Yes. Um, it, you know, they had, there's some, you know, Young has had a absolutely difficult, in my opinion, first first half of the season and it doesn't get any better when he comes back. He's just had rank guy after rank guy and he's come out on the show. I think he's six and four right now, if I remember right. And or, I don't know what his record is, but he's had at least four losses, I believe. And uh, all the, the ranked kids and, and uh, is there a reason for concern? Yeah. And you know, he's going to need to write that ship. He's the right guy to do it. We know he has the tools and just calm down. Everyone will be all right. But uh, Caleb needs to address that for sure. And the coaches. Yeah, but it, but it was a little uh, disconcerting to see how, you know, especially against uh, Lehigh and uh, was that McGonagall? No. Uh, who did he wrestle against Lehigh? Uh, My no, not Meyer. Meyer was at sixty-five, but uh, uh, the way he got turned and just kind of manhandled from Humphreys, Humphreys uh, on on top. Uh, that he just manhandled uh, yeah. young, you know, there, especially late, you know, um, maybe young wasn't, uh, you know, up to par. He sure, sure looked like he uh, struggled. And like you mentioned, you know, you, you come out of, depending on who they send the Midlands, which we don't know uh, really right yet, um, but should, should know soon. Um you know, you come out of the break with, uh, was it uh, Coleman and, and Brayton Lee? <laughs> right, right, like yeah. And, so fourth and eleventh or something, I think, like that. Yeah. And uh, and and then into the, you know, that's after Midlands. So I was thinking that today. Do they send him out? I think you have to because you kind of build that confidence. You can't gain confidence by not wrestling. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes you can. We'll break, but uh, he should get that now. But. Uh, you know, and then after after that, after those two opponents, then he goes into the Big Ten season. Well, that doesn't get much easier. So, um, you know, he, he's just, he's going to have to work through this, and and uh, he'll do it. But and and you know, Muren to a lesser extent as well. I think they're both you know, need to really battle through that. Yeah, and you know, uh, just kind of going to try to look here uh, at. Iowa schedule. Um, I don't have it handy, but I want to say maybe Northwestern is Northwestern on the slate for for them right. as well. You're exactly right. It goes Minnesota on the seventh of January, Purdue on the ninth, Northwestern on the fourteenth. So you got Deacon sitting there too. Gee, many Christmas right. does not get better. No. Illinois, Ohio State, Penn State, all in January. Yeah. So, so that's, uh, you know, that's something that, uh, that yeah, they really need to, to kind of get things straight there. And, and, you know, he certainly can. That's for, that's for sure. You know, but. It'll, it'll make, for, it'll make for a tough, tougher route for him at nationals. Uh -huh. He'll have to go with the lower seed, you know. A, a big win or two at Mid at Midlands can right the ship a little bit and maybe reverse some of those if he get you know has a rematch or whatever with some of those kids. But uh, and then maybe time off is the right thing. The coaches will decide and we'll see. So yeah, and also it'll also be interesting to see what they do with with Spencer and Max and some of those guys that have been out of the lineup and. And everything, even even Cassiope a little bit, because remember him and Wilson started competing quite a bit earlier because they went overseas. Um, 
Right. You know, so they've had a little bit longer of a first half than than some of the others, but uh, um, yeah, uh, we'll have to keep an eye on who they're who they're going to send, and and you and I will be there as well. You and I's uh, kind of beat up, so it'll be interesting to see who all makes the trip uh, from Cedar Falls as as well. You know, now with Teske uh, missing a Hofstra meet, Isley's been out. Um, you know, Yance yeah, just coming back. Uh, Tristan uh, Lara's been beat up a little bit, but in a competition with uh, Colin Robuto, you know, you got competition at 57 between uh, Cade Lara and, and the whole slog. So it'll be interesting to see who you and I sends as well. Yep. Um, well, anyway, the last thing I just want to add, you know, where do you think this, this, uh, this, competition might evolve in in you know do you think it'll grow do you think it'll stay in the same kind of format did you I, like i think it'll stay this way for a year or two and see how because it was very nice I, I don't know if you'll get much bigger you you could um but then you you know you add more duels and maybe maybe they want more duels it was, it was three enough do they want to go four Two and two in one day, two in the other, or uh, you know, so you could. There's room for growth, whether the schools mm -hmm. want to do that or not. I mean, uh, it's kind of maybe that's a question, you know, for uh, Coach Brands uh, in looking back at the next next meeting, maybe your yeah. press conference. Um, the neutral site. Um, you know, when I was at Buena Vista, we always went down uh, over break to Florida. Um, there were some, some big, um, uh, wrestling supporters down there that don't have college duels, uh, or college programs. Um, at least at the time, Florida had already, uh, cut its program and, and stuff, but we went down there and, uh, there were some people from the Midwest that were, I think one of them worked for Coke and the other one worked for for uh, Disney or Universal Studios. So we went down there. Do you like the idea of it being in a neutral spot in, you know, in a state where they don't normally have uh, exposure, direct live exposure to well, college wrestling? Having just returned from Las Vegas for yeah. <laughs> the five of the last six years, uh, you know, there is something to be said for going to a site like that. Now, was it the Sunshine Duels that you used to go to down in? Uh, yes. Yeah, down because I, I remember that very well. I had never got to go to it, but remember uh, that competition and you know the desert duels. Now you go into Las Vegas, and and uh, Las Vegas isn't my favorite place, but it's you know it's a very uh, a, a fun place for a lot of different people. <laughs> and uh, uh, so, um, yeah, I Florida's cool. I got to do that one time when I was uh, competing. We we had an old beat up bus that we all drove down and broke down in Chicago after the Midlands. And anyway, oh, it was and uh, so um, it was that was almost more brutal on us than than the competition. <laughs> Stuck out in the freeway with the the wind blowing and the snow and everything. But oh, anyway, wow. yeah. we got down there and and all was well. The sunshine warmed us up. And but what what things like that do? That my point for bringing that up is it brings. It brings cohesiveness to the group. Then you always have this adventure that you shared with your with your teammates. And, and you know, look at me, I'm 40 years later still talking about it, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just those those times that happen off of the mat as a as a person are just as important as the competitions and the wins and losses on the mat. So, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for going to another place. I, you know, I if you have that the means and ability to do that, absolutely I think to look at. So Dustin, Florida, or is it uh, Nicheville or uh, wherever they went? I would keep thinking it's Dustin, but uh, was is a destination spot. It's a, I think, a resort area. Yeah. Yep. Um, speaking of the desert duels out in Vegas, uh, uh, you know, uh, Wartburg was out there. Uh, you know, North Central was out there. Saw those two teams uh, clash a little bit. Um, you know, you, you were able to make the trip uh, as well. Uh, what was the competition like uh, 
there in Vegas. Uh, interesting with the Division Three uh, landscape last weekend stretched across four different time zones. Wow! <laughs> so they had it was a big weekend for duels, and the 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 duel results have there haven't been a whole lot of duels up until that last weekend. Uh, we we saw the Co and Lacrosse and and North Central Russell a couple weeks ago, and, and that's pretty high powered top ten teams, and then. Uh, then the, 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 these duels that happened this weekend were, were you know, somewhere in Eastern time zone, somewhere in the, the, the Pacific time zone. And, uh, <laughs> we were in the Pacific time zone. The competition was pretty decent, um, but especially uh, North Central and, and Wartburg. North Central is ranked number one, Wartburg number two, depending on which poll. But, but uh, on, on paper, North Central was really kind of the favorite. They really were. And then as it were, uh, both teams had some people out of the lineup, but I think the guys out of the lineup that were unable to wrestle really hurt Wartburg worse than it, than it hurt North Central. Um, gotcha. um, and, you know, not to say that that wouldn't have made an impact, but um, Wartburg had three out. Two of them were national runners up, and another one defaulted to sixth place uh, last year. And uh, and then North Central had two kids that are ranked, and I, I don't know if they placed last year or not. Uh, but one of them would have wrestled Kyle. So, you know, I don't think that would have made much of a difference personally. That's going to sound arrogant, but, but uh, I think Kyle would have still beaten him maybe to a lesser degree, but maybe not. <laughs> Someone was very anx anxious and hungry to get back on the mat. Too. Man, I wouldn't want to hang with them. I'm telling you right, right now, I feel sorry for the first kid he wrestled, but, you know, hopefully it's, it's a good thing he still has his arm attached. <laughs> but uh, it was a great duel. Letting the tiger out of the cage a little bit there. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, but anyway, so uh, that's why I say I'm not sure it would have made much, that much of a difference for North, North Central um, because they, they would have wrestled. I, not, I don't think it would have impacted their score a whole lot. Gotcha. Whereas I think that is... But you know that's what we say. The, the injuries, the injury bugs hitting everyone, kind of, or, or illness or whatever, kind of, kind of hit uh, hit Laura, uh, hit uh, Wartburg. Um, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, it hit right at meet time. Uh, one got hurt, you know, enough that he wasn't able to wrestle evidently in the warm ups, and one got hurt in the meet before, you know, enough that it wasn't able to wrestle. So, and then one didn't make the trip even. So anyway, uh, you know, so th those things happen, but. You just have to, you know, rustle through them and put your best guys out there and get it done. So I, my point is, I think when you get to the the national duels on January sixth and seventh, you might see a, a, a different lineup for for Warburg. Um, Co was not able to make it, and and uh, as we knew, so they were idle this week. That would have made it even tougher competition. Not that those teams, Co and Warburg, would never rustle out there. They're not going to go to Nevada, you know, because they need to rustle that in Iowa, right. and. Uh, but uh, some of the other duels, dual competitions, um, uh, Gator Boot Duels, our favorite name right there. Huh? Mm -hmm, right, Luther. We had Luther and we had Loris there. Luther went 4-0. Loris went 3-0. Didn't even, they lost one match in, the, on the, in their three duels. Oh, wow. Um, so um, they wrestled uh, uh, Wisconsin Eau Claire and Manchester and Wilmington and not they weren't even close. The closest one was uh, Eau Claire that was thirty six and to three, uh, and that was the one loss that they had, and that was with the not even their starting uh, heavyweight. So um, oh really? Anyway, yeah. Wyatt Reed. He, he did not wrestle, um, so I don't know what, what's going on there. Maybe an injury or, or who knows. Um, and then Luther went four uh, four and zero. Had, had a good. They beat Augustana, Illinois, Huntington, Concordia, Wisconsin, and Wilmington convincingly and then the other uh, dual tournament it was not really a tournament but dual competition was the prairie wolf duels that we mentioned in lincoln mm -hmm. Nebraska. uh cornell was there and cornell went 4-0 yeah had a good showing yeah and i'm proud to say our jayhawk alum uh wrestler that i got to coach uh jacob scherzer went 4-0 at 174 so awesome a good job and i and i forgot to mention loris uh uh, Jalen Schrapp, Williamsburg wrestler, we know very well, went 3-0, of course, and uh -huh. Kyle at 3-0. So the area kids did very well. Um, uh, Cornell beat Schreiner 56-0, Wesleyan 37-10, to 
bond 57 to zero and, and MSOE 47 to six. So man, Cornell, we watched them grow this year. They're, they're doing a good Very job. dominant. Yeah, yeah. Just, just to think they're, you know, if you look at their coaching staff that Brent uh, Ham has assembled, where you have Matt McDonough there, uh, Carter Happel is part of the staff uh, as well. You, you can see the way that, uh, you know, this team has developed. You kind of think, hey, you know, they've got a really good staff. And if, uh, you know, the wrestlers really try to soak in uh, the knowledge that they're sharing, um, you I know, think there could be a good upside, big upside. Right. And then to add that stuff, I'm not going to remember the name. Maybe you can help me. But they have a, a, a for their big guys, don't they have a former Iowa wrestler as well? There? Matt Fields. Matt Fields, thank Matt you. Matt Fields, yeah, thanks for remember. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. So they've, uh, you know, they've had a, a good staff there, and he's produced some pretty good uh, heavy. He's worked with some good heavyweights there uh, for Cornell, a couple good ones in Ortman and South. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so good showing there for the Rams. And, and, and I guess looking forward at that NWCA duels, uh, just a little uh, uh, taste of it here. There's 72 teams there for, on the men's side. And they, exactly. there's Division two. they have 23. Division three has 24, including Co, UD, Loris, Luther, and Warburg. And, uh, you know, Co, Co, Luther, and Warburg are all ranked in the top five for, for sure. Uh, there's 15 NAIA teams, including Grandview, and Life, which is one and two. Life beat Grandview. They're out of Georgia, but that makes it very interesting there to me. Yeah, I snapped their uh, tournament title streak uh, last year. Right, right, exactly. And I forgot to mention Upper Iowa's in being Division Two, and then mm -hmm. the the JUCO side has eight teams that I that I saw, and then add 32 teams on the women's side. Wow, so 32. Yeah, 16 NCAA and 16 NAIA, and again Grandview. Uh, it's the only Iowa team there on the NAI for the girls. Um, okay, cool. That's uh, uh, that'll be fun. Now that's uh, in Louisville, uh, Kentucky. Is it uh, January seventh and eighth, sixth and seventh? Yep. Okay. It's, it's a it's a Thursday Friday this year. Usually it's oh, a wow. Saturday. So for whatever reason. Maybe they need the arena on Saturday. It's a different arena too, so okay. um, downtown. Cool. Look forward to that uh, after the new year, and that'll probably uh, be when we return for for college stuff uh, that first week and preview it uh, leading into that. Since you know, other than we'll have the Midlands in the Southern Scuffle, um, you know, over this. Uh, this break, but um, we'll look forward for things kind of getting back at uh, full speed come the seven, six and seven. And, and one last comment about that, that in the division three side, I, I was running this through my head. I have to put code number one seed. So you have code number one or, or, or Loris, co or Loris one and two. Uh, and then, uh, and then, uh, maybe lacrosse three, North Central four, then maybe Wartburg five. They they probably dropped really? one or two all the way down to five with that loss in Northwestern. Who has lost to, like I said, Co and lacrosse? So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, that's uh, that's a heck of a just mentioning those top five teams, man. You could uh, maybe pull a name out of a hat and have a better chance of getting the right team. You know, those are five teams that uh, all could win it. Right. And then I didn't even mention Augsburg. They're in there somewhere, too. So enough with a number of other teams. So, yeah, I can't overlook Augsburg either. Geez, it's kind of hard to to imagine Augsburg being sixth or seventh. Right. Uh, you know, in that pecking order. Who, who Laura says beaten Augsburg. I think it's 23 17 or something like that in a duel earlier this year. So that mm -hmm. vaulted. Loris up and Augsburg down, I guess. So. Gotcha. Uh, any any other comments or mention? You know, we're we're 
this is going to be it here tonight. Uh, Weston City High um, in a duel. So we'll get that. Then Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone, huh? <laughs> Merry, yeah. Do you have my present picked out yet? No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm best at uh, when the pressure's on and last minute shopping. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, pressure is a privilege. Remember that. So, you know. I'll I'll expect uh, something really nice and shiny. Um, <laughs> I got yours all wrapped up, ready to go. Okay. So we'll we'll make sure we drop that off and uh, enjoy the holidays. I want to tell everybody. I hope you uh, you know try to fill maybe maybe watch some of the old meets or something to to get your wrestling fix uh, uh, over the holidays. But have a safe and. And a happy holiday. Thanks for watching uh, us talk and Briggsy. We're our buddy right here. Let's keep wrestling on the move.